Hello and welcome to a Bleeding Heart Podcast, a podcast about video games and the like. I'm your host, Mario 8th. Find me across the internet at Mario 8th. I'm on Twitter, Tumblr, co-host, ggapp.io to see what games I've been playing. Find me at any of these places. And hey, real quick, do you have Deathloop for PS5? Are you willing to donate half an hour of your time to the Help Mario 8th Get the Multiplayer Achievement Charity Fund? Please reach out to me, like on Twitter or something. It's uh, It bugs me a lot that I don't have the Deathloop Platinum Trophy, and I just need those last two multiplayer achievements, so help me out. While I'm on the topic of... No, this is a completely different topic. Uh, go to youtube.com slash marioith and watch Super Mario in Review. I just posted Super Mario Bros. 2, the United States of America, USA... Uh, the United States of America, Mario Bros. 2. Uh, about roughly... Roughly 10-minute review on that guy. Uh, please watch it. I had a good time making it, good time writing it, and I hope you have a good time watching it. So how's everyone doing today? I'm... I'll be honest, I'm not doing too great. I had asked for today, the, I'm recording this the day after Labor Day, uh, Tuesday, the 6th of September, and I asked for this day off so I can get a nice four-day weekend so I can go back to work on Wednesday very well rested. And then my body was like, hey, actually, you're not going to be able to fall asleep because you have a heartburn and you're coughing your lungs out because you got some dust in there. And then at four in the morning, my body was like, yep, you've gotten enough rest. The heartburn is back and the cough is worse than ever and you're not going to be able to get any more sleep tonight. And it basically ruined today for me. I'm doing awful. I'm very tired. I don't feel too great, but I'm chugging on recording this podcast because... I want to. I mean, it's a bummer though. I wanted to, I wanted to edit more of Mario in review. I had the goal. I had the goal to finish the audio for every Mario in review episode up through the final today. I was going to sit down or stand up, depending on how I wanted to work at my desk today, and just do it. And I haven't done any of it. Partly because I remembered I had to do this too, but also I'm just I wasn't feeling good. I woke up a lot later than I wanted to, and then as soon as I did finally get out of bed, I just slunk into my chair and played more Horizon Zero Dawn. And then I basically did that until just right now, when I stood up and put together the show notes for today. Speaking of show notes, on to the news. Starting out with a good-sized Nintendo Minute, Mario Kart Tour is getting slightly better. So I actually mentioned last week on the podcast that I fell off Mario Kart Tour pretty hard, specifically because of the gotcha mechanics. And then like a day later, uh, Nintendo went out and said, hey, we're removing the gotcha mechanics. Uh, as written by Imran Khan off of Fanbyte, uh, he writes that Nintendo has basically announced that, yeah, we are no longer going to have this stupid gotcha pipe where you have to spend the ruby currency to get a random chance to either unlocking a character you want or like a glider or a wheel or a cart that you don't care in the slightest about. And so now, this might actually get me to jump back in. I think I have a cache of rubies. I'm sure I'll get more for having not played in a while or whatever is going on. But now, I, like, I don't think I'm actually going to play the game all that much. But I have more of an incentivization to hop back in and be like, oh, cool. This cool Rosalina skin in a summer dress. Or this cool Rosalina skin in a witch costume. Or Waluigi in a tuxedo. 
Now if any of these are available to purchase, I can just buy them instead of saving up every single ruby and hoping I get something good on the one pool I was able to save up for and then, spoiler alert, I won't. But I don't know, Mario Kart Tour was alright. I don't know if this is actually going to pull me back in, but I'm happy that it's going to become a little bit better of a game. This October 4th is when this change will be made, so who knows? In about a month, maybe I'll try it out again. Continuing on with Nintendo, Splatoon 3's Tricolor Turf Wars was fun, but like, not for me. I wanted to mention this last week when I talked about playing the Splatoon 3 Splatfest for uh, the first inaugural Splatfest, but I just completely forgot. Uh, that's the uh, trouble of having a solo podcast. But uh, this article, also off of Fanbyte, written by Amelia Zoliner, just kind of talked about really the first feelings I had. So I, I was on Team Scissors. I was part of that big man crew because I loved me a good big man. Uh, also, I guess I guess Scissors is my favorite. I don't know. It was that between a toss up of that and Rock. Eh, it, it, it's a weird. I don't I don't have any strong opinions on Rock, Paper, or Scissors. I guess. So I chose Big Man, and we were doing really good. We, I won quite a few rounds, we were winning first place at the halfway point, and then I jumped back in, and I was immediately placed in the tricolor battle, and I couldn't get out of the starting area. Like I got, I escaped this very small starting rectangle maybe three times. Every other time there were, I was just sniped immediately, and my entire team was just sniped immediately and it really felt like there was nothing we could do. And I played I think maybe four matches of this tricolor battle and I won once. And that win felt good. So good that I think I stopped playing because the other times when I just felt like there was just no way out, you were just getting bombarded with team after team just not even letting you get anywhere. It was frustrating, and so I got one win, and I logged off. Now, Nintendo has said that they're going to reshuffle this a little bit, maybe make it a little more balanced, and a ton and tons of fans are saying, hey, this needs to be rebalanced. This wasn't good if you were on the winning team at the halfway point. And hopefully they do something about it. Maybe they'll make a new map. The map was pointed out as being not too great for this type of mode. Maybe they just, I don't know how they're going to rebalance it a little bit, but it just needs to be rebalanced. It was fun when it, like, it worked out. There was one loss where it was close, but, I mean, I still lost. And then, I mean, just looking at the statistics, we were first place at the halfway point, and then almost everywhere across the world, we lost hard. And that was a bummer, and it felt unfair, and hopefully Nintendo addresses it. Alright, last Nintendo thing, Nintendo might announce new stuff this month. Probably. Maybe. Now, Imran Khan, Imran Khan off of Fanbyte, uh, cited Jeff Grubb, the number three games journalist Jeff Grubb, that Nintendo will probably have a September Direct. They've historically had a Nintendo Direct for the past five years, so they'll probably have one here. And I'll probably watch it. I like watching the Nintendo Directs. Uh, usually for these press conferences, I have to watch like Fanbyte or not Fanbyte. Or yeah, I guess Fanbyte or Waypoint or Giant Bomb or 
kind of funny, watch them watch it so I can have some commentary because sometimes just watching them plain sucks. It's boring. Um, but Nintendo's I usually like to watch by myself just to because I'm a bigger fan of Nintendo than like third party stuff or even Sony or Microsoft. And I'm, I'm excited for it. Now, the rumor is that they're going to announce Wind Waker HD and The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD as, a, I think, a bundle for the Nintendo Switch. I bought both of those for the Nintendo Wii U. For the Nintendo Wii U. I played Wind Waker HD to completion 100%, and then I bought Twilight Princess with the expectation I would play to 100% again. Wind Waker was the first time I ever played it was the Wii U version. Twilight Princess, I played it on the Wii, and so when it came out on the Wii U, I wasn't too pressed to play it. But then one day, I was about to sit down and play it, and then I got a call from my boss saying I need to get to work. Someone else had to call out or whatever, and so I went to work, and then I just never got back to it. And so right now on my shelf, I have a completed copy of Wind Waker HD and a not-touched version of Twilight Princess, which is to say... I'll probably buy them both when they come out on the Switch. That's just who I am. As far as what else is going to come out, they mention Bayonetta 3 might be there. The Fire Emblem Musou might be there. Who knows? That's kind of all that's confirmed. Hopefully a good indie title is announced. That would be cool. I'm not holding my expectations too high. Whenever people put their expectations too high for these types of things, they often get disappointed. So... I'm just going to look forward and hope there are some good games that I want to play. Alright, on to other stuff. The really cool Jet Set Radio spiritual successor has been delayed to next summer. Now, if you haven't watched the trailer for Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, you need to watch it. It looks amazing. It is basically just Jet Set Radio in higher resolution, not even higher def. The models look pretty similar. But it looks great! Skate around to some really good music. I can't wait for this game in summer. And that's a bummer. Now, I like when games get delayed, because if they get delayed, that probably means they need to be delayed so they can be even better. But also, I want this game. It looks real good. And so, summer. Look out for this one, summer 2023, unless it gets delayed again. That is always a possibility, but I'm really looking forward to it. Alright, and finally, on to not video game news, Ryan Johnson might still be doing a Star War, and I sure hope he's able to finish it. So Ryan Johnson, director of The Last Jedi, a movie I like a lot and mentioned last week on the podcast, is still in talks with Star Wars' Lucasfilm's Disney's Kathleen Kennedy, who is currently the headmaster of Star Wars at this moment, and he is still in talk with her to put together a movie trilogy of his own creation. Now, Taika Waititi has his own movie that's supposed to be set completely apart from the Skywalker saga, and I'm looking forward to that. Taika Waititi has done some pretty good stuff in the past. And now, Ryan Johnson was announced in 2017 that he would be getting his own trilogy, and I was so excited. And then Star Wars 8 was divisive. And it's just kind of been quietly talked about. Now, in the article I pulled from IGN by Logan Plant, he mentions that really it's just been an issue of timing, aligning everything so that he has the time to make a Star Wars trilogy. And I, I'm i hopeful that he'll be able to make a real good Star Wars. I'm not... I won't be... But I'm, 
I won't be surprised if we never see it. But I really hope he's able to do it. I think he did some good stuff with The Last Jedi. I really liked his work with Knives Out. I'm looking forward to the sequel of Knives Out, whatever it's called. And I bet he could make a really good Star Wars trilogy, especially if he's able to plan out all three parts, unlike the sequel duology. They never made the ninth movie. That's weird in and of itself. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. And that is the end of news. Now we can move on to what I've been doing. First up, I've finished watching Better Call Saul. And that's a real good show. I liked it a lot. I'm going to start re-watching Breaking Bad this Tuesday just to pick up on some of the stuff that I had forgotten. I haven't watched Breaking Bad since the show ended, which for me was my senior year of high school. 2014, I want to say, and so it's been a while. I forgot a lot, and I'm excited to go back to that, but Better Call Saul, great show. Now, personally, I think there are 13 episodes in the show. I think... I would have liked it a little bit better if there were nine episodes. Episode nine has a real good ending that kind of leaves everything ambiguous still. And the latter four episodes, they kind of close off any loose ends that have been opened up in either Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Now that being said, I do really like the way they wrapped stuff up. I think uh, Jimmy slash Saul slash Jean's um, emotional arc was incredibly satisfying, but I also love ambiguity. I really liked at the end of Breaking Bad how that ended um, open for a lot of characters. I really liked... Now, I did in appreciate the little bit of closing we got in El Camino, but also that still ended incredibly ambiguous open-ended. And Better Call Saul did not continue in that. We kind of have hard, this is what happens to everyone for all of the characters that were introduced in the show. And again, that's not a bad thing, and I enjoy the ending, but I wish it was left a little more open to interpretation. That being said, just a truly great show. I just don't like that they made an Ask Jeeve reference for a show that I think took place in 2012. Ask Jeeves wasn't really thought about in 2012, as someone who started using the internet only a few years prior, Ask Jeeves was like a whisper, and someone who was just introduced to the internet in 2012, they probably would have never heard of Ask Jeeves, I think, and so they wouldn't be making a reference to that. Either way, that's such a non-nitpick, it just popped up in my mind while I was watching it, and I was like, no, I don't think that character would have said that. Either way, great show. I'm happy to have finished it, but also I'm really glad to be able to put more time into other stuff, including... I've finally beaten Horizon Zero Dawn's main campaign for the first time. And some of its DLC. So Horizon Zero Dawn has a, a main campaign. And I completed the main campaign. I did all the side missions, I got all the trophies, I got that shiny platinum trophy, and I had a pretty good time. Overall, I think this story worked in at the end, and it worked at points in the middle, but in general, I think Aloy was just a little bit too antagonistic towards the idea of these new religions. But the story that they were doing with her trying to find a parental figure in, for, in terms of a mother, I think the ending did make that work. 
I just wish that it was a little more emphasized throughout the story. And I have two complaints about that. One is, yes, I did do a lot of the side story and side stuff and side missions before continuing on the story of Aloy trying to find her mother's figurine, mother figure. But that is also a reason why the game doesn't work so well, is because there is so much stuff. And if the game was a lot smaller, that main narrative would have had a little bit more room to shine. And I, the game is too long. And I think most of these open world games are too long. I've been playing this game what for feels like forever. But there, there are parts of it that work, parts of it that don't. That being said, I also started the Frozen Wilds DLC pretty much immediately after, and I had the same exact thoughts of when I started to play Iki Island DLC for Ghost of Tsushima. When these open world developers are able to create the same type of experience, but limited to a much smaller area, it is able to be so... It, they're able to design it so much better. Like, even the side missions are better written, they have more fun puzzles, um, the story as a narrative is a lot more easy to follow, and now part of it is also because it's a DLC, this was their only focus, they didn't have the whole rest of the game to focus on, but really, I think it's an indictment of the open world style of game. If these games were just a little bit smaller, then the narrative would be able to come through much better, and Iki Island and Frozen Wilds both explore this to great success. These are much better sections of the game than everything else. Is it because it was made after everything else? Maybe. But I think a big part of it is because it's a lot smaller, and I just... I wish these games had... I wish these game designers had better editors. To stop the feature creep, to say, no, the world is big enough already, we need to focus on what we already have and make that better. And it'll never happen, people love these open world games, but that's my opinion. And I still have a little bit more to go, I'm not, I've got, I'm gonna have a lot, I have a few more side quests and a lot of grinding left until I get, uh, the uh, Frozen Wilds DLC achievements, and then... They have two New Game Plus achievements, one to beat the game New Game Plus, another to beat the game New Game Plus on Ultra Hard Mode. And I'll probably do those, I don't think I'm going to jump right into them eventually, but I want to get the 100%. I don't, I'm not satisfied with just the Platinum Trophy, I need everything. It's a problem. And I'm going to do it. Eventually. I think first I want to jump back into the Ghost of Tsushima. I'm, I'm partway through a New Game Plus playthrough of that already, and so just running through the mainline missions of Ghost of Tsushima should be pretty darn quick. And then go back, and it should same for Horizon Zero Dawn, assuming I'm able to continue playing well. I should be able to do an ultra-hard New Game Plus playthrough without too much difficulty, and just mainline the main quest shouldn't take too long. But first, I think I'm going to take a break on these big open world games and finally jump back into some indie games. I've been really craving some indie goodness. First, I think I'm going to play through Psychonauts 1 and 2. I've been meaning to get back to those for a while. And then I think I'm going to try to get into Sable. I've been using this break where I've been doing Mario in review to kind of just play stuff I didn't want to write reviews on. But I played Unpacking recently and with these other indie games. I think I do want to have reviews about those. And so I'm... I'm excited to get back into writing. That was also part of the reason why I wanted to finish the audio for Mario in Review today, which isn't going to happen anymore, but 
It's why I wanted to do it so I could focus on writing when instead of focusing on editing audio, but eh, what are you gonna do? Sometimes you just get four hours of sleep. And that is it for what I've been doing. Lastly, please watch Super Mario Bros. in review, releasing every other Saturday on YouTube.com slash with the most recent being the review and ranking of the Western Super Mario Bros. 2. Again, I had a good time editing it, and I hope you had a good time listening to this podcast. Again, I'm at MarioWaith on all of the social medias out there that I am on, so follow me on there if you'd like to get updated. If you would like to please, if you'd like to leave a rating or a comment or anything on this podcast to show that you listened and enjoyed to it or subscribe for more, I post this podcast at podcast every Wednesday morning. And if you'd like to see the show notes, I'll have all the links to the articles I mentioned in the description. I hope you enjoyed, and I'll see you next time.